Hey, Killer Question listeners, Darren here. On my other true crime podcast, Shaken and Disturbed, my co-host John Thrasher and I cover the recent updates in Adnan Sayed's case. We're all very excited about it, and we wanted to share it with all of you here. This episode is our immediate, unfiltered reaction to recap to the court's hearing on the motion to vacate Adnan's 1999 conviction. If you like this episode, subscribe to Shaken and Disturbed wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, I honestly, I, I'm, I am, I am elated. Welcome to NMR. I'm just going to get straight to it because yeah. this is so important that I feel like I can't even joke up top. John, it, it has sort of come full circle of podcasting community. Oh my God. Adnan Syed, the subject of 2014's serial podcast, which essentially I think was one of the pivotal moments of putting true crime on the map for a lot of people, Rabia Chaudhry, good friend of ours. Yeah, Adnan is Adnan is a is a free man. He gets to go home, and there's details about that. But I think we can confidently say right now, like, yeah, he's a free man. It's I, I'm sort of speechless. Darren and I jumped on the microphone as soon as we possibly could. Darren's hair's still a little wet. I think she just got yeah. out of the shower. It looks no. like. I was walking to like go do errands and like first time out of the door today, torrential down, torrential downpour when I got home. Oh no, I this was, is raining out your there. Hair? And you and I were texting and yeah. um and I was like I was like posting in the <laughs> rain about it. Oh, and no. then I came right back here to come hop on the mic with you. So Yeah. Um, I will say worth this. It. Yeah, worth it. Thank you for doing that. I mean, it's been twenty three years, and some might say it's been a few moments later. <laughs> okay, a few moments later, as Darren. Some would say. might say that. Some might say that. I mean, where do we begin? I mean, my first. Re- I mean, let's get our initial reactions. I kind of put that towards the end of our agenda here today, but really, let's talk about it up top before we get into the details about how this happened. I mean, I'll go first. I mean, I'm. I can't believe we're recording this episode. I mean. It, I, I guess like I th- I guess I can believe it, but I can't yeah. believe it so soon. Soon, I know that's a great. I mean, and by the way, Serial came out 2014. That's been eight years. Yeah. It's been 23 years since he was convicted. I've been saying this all along, Darren. You've been saying this. We get this question all the time at CrimeCon and appearances: is what do we think about Adnan Syed? And you and right. I have always maintained. And and when people ask me specifically, what's the case that sticks out to me? I always have said the Adnan Syed case. I know you can back me up about that because it just felt like such an injustice. And the question that we always get was, well, do you think he did it? And I said, here's the thing. And I and you've said this, so I'm speaking on behalf of both of us here. What the what has happened today in court has been the exact same scenario since the day he was charged and put in jail, which is they don't have evidence that Adnan Syed had anything to do with this for 30 to life. Like there's just no conclusive evidence. I, 
just as an aside, considering you are in Maryland right now, was yeah. there hubbub in the town? <laughs> like, could you I honestly, go over there and see something? Like, Well, here's the thing. So Adnan Syed had been at the Western Maryland Correctional Institute, which is literally one mile down the street from where I'm living right. and where I grew up. He had actually just recently, I think in the last year, I'm forgetting the exact time frame, within the last year, maybe a few months, had been transferred to a different prison down near Baltimore because he was enrolled in the criminal justice PhD program for prisoners via Georgetown University. Mm -hmm. So he was learned, you know, he was trying to get a degree, get his education. He's downstate. So he had been moved from that facility where he has been since I think he was originally convicted. Um, so I can't say anything. And by the way, I've been working, frankly, all day. So I haven't even left my desk yet. We were yeah. really trying to get this episode out for you guys tonight. But but yeah, I'm sure there will be. I mean, I don't think a lot of people even knew that he was uh, imprisoned here in West in Western Maryland. But should we what are what is your reaction? I mean, I know I texted you. I know you were caught in the rain. What what exactly? Yeah, there's, were your thoughts? there's my first reaction honestly went to just what he must be feeling like oh my god yeah uh, like the amount of just restraint that it probably took not to like mm-hmm. jump out of your seat <laughs> and you know i'm just saying that he's in of just like that's like the least i would do but like yeah. watching the pictures of even seeing rabia there like him yeah. being able to be home I and know. like go to the bathroom on his own like it just like i know <laughs> that seems true, crazy yeah. but just like no it's not no eating I get a it. meal and just like being a free man as an adult because he went in there arguably we mm-hmm. could argue as a child when he was like 18 19 yeah. years old i mean you're a fucking kid yeah and you know to have more of your life be in prison than not it's just like i can only imagine what he is going through and i'm sure i i would put our fucking true crime interests on this forever that he's probably so scared to be so excited in case this goes back to trial that he's probably and we'll get to the details but just Mm -hmm. like so much of it has to be restrained elation and that in of itself probably feels really hard but like yeah oh my as i think as you texted me like I'm going to read exactly what you said because I almost think it should be like the name of the podcast. You said, um, you said, like, so happy for him. Now, who the fuck murdered her? Like, I'm yeah, sure that's Heyman also Lee, going right. through. Yeah, Heyman Lee. Like, I'm sure that's also going through everyone's heads too. Like, oh, yeah. what's Heyman's family thinking about all of this? And like, mm-hmm. that should be a separate issue than Adnan going free. I, we, I think for we can sure. still feel really happy for him and not feel like Heyman Lee has even gotten justice. But like, yeah. Just, I can't believe we're actually like saying this and it actually happened. I wonder it's what happening. Sarah Koenig is thinking right now. Like, So, yeah, we've got all this information. So let's get into yeah. the details here because Sarah Koenig was at the hearing today. We'll get into that for right. a second. By the way, for those who don't know, Sarah Koenig is the uh, narrator and producer of Serial. Darren, I actually right. really quickly before we get into the details, I thought of you a little bit. And let me tell you why, because... I think of him being a free man, and we're going to get into the trial stuff because technically a new trial has been ordered, but there's a technicality about that. But I thought about uh, all of these years, you know, you have been such a voice for um, wrongful convictions. You know, it's something that you've always been very vocal about standing up for. And I know you've been publicly, you've talked publicly about donating money to like the Innocence Project and how important that is for you. And I was just happy for you in a sense. Like I was like, oh, man, another one 
you know, to mark off the list for Darren, you know, even though it is such a high profile case, um, I just thought of you in those moments. But yeah, well, that's really sweet. I mean, I think just the fact that, again, regardless of guilt or innocence, like just the fact that it was so obviously should be overturned. And exactly. It took 23 years for that to for happen. this to happen is yeah. just such a gross miscarriage of justice totally and that has got to be like i can't imagine that happening to me let alone my brother or my son or, or anything, my father yeah. or you or I know, any, yeah. anyone in my family you know anyone who's close to me like mm-hmm. just in general um it's just got to feel like such an interesting and it's funny because i was also thinking of like I'm sure the podcast outside of the criminal justice system had so much to do with him being free. And he went into prison without there being like cell phones, cell phones, internet, even, I mean, internet, like, like there was internet, but like, there's no social media. (laughs) And like, he's probably like all these, I mean, obviously Robbie has told him about the podcast. Like he's not an idiot. Like he knows the press about him now, but like coming into that world, can you imagine? Like, can you imagine the New York times article that went out right after the, the, the order was made. The first line is something along the lines of like, for the first time since he was a teenager, Adnan Syed has stepped foot out into the world. And I'm like, right. And he's like 40 something years old now. I'm like, God, that really puts it into perspective. It also is like, and I want to get into these details, but I just yeah, we'll kind of want to take a minute to just be like, okay, in okay, nineteen ninety nine when this happened, in two thousand when he got convicted. Okay, this is pre Y two K people. Okay, I was in fifth grade. I know that's exactly how going. I'm I was. I graduated fifth grade in nineteen ninety nine. I went yeah. into fifth, you know, sixth grade in ninety yeah. nine to two thousand, and I also think about like. So there was that. So that shows the timeline of how long he's been there in my life. But then mm-hmm. I also think about like who was I at eighteen or nineteen? Oh right. Oh, no, yeah. no, oh no, at eighteen or nineteen. Yeah, yeah. His age. Who was? What was I? And I was what thinking, decisions like, were you making? I was dating like, boys. Men. Oh, I was geez. in college. Like yeah. I never had a credit card. I didn't know all my yeah. opinions about things and who I was as like a fully formed person. I'm still figuring it out at 34. And to like, (laughs) it's just in, it's so just. I know it really is. You know? Yeah. Let's get into uh, the specifics of what happened today. And I'll start us off, Darren, and let's chime in and have a conversation. So judge Melissa M. Finn of Baltimore city circuit court vacated the conviction quote, in the interest of fairness and justice end quote, which I think in and of itself, that quote is fascinating. It's not because of a technicality. It's not because of a loophole. She was making it very clear that this is it in the interest. It was a gross miscarriage. Exactly. Yeah. Um, finding that prosecutors had failed to turn over evidence that could have helped Mr. Syed at trial and discovered new evidence that could have affected the outcome of his case. This is from the New York Times. So this is what we heard last week in the, in the motion. We knew a lot of this stuff uh, was was in that motion essentially that they had found right. new new evidence. There are two suspects. We'll get to the suspects in a second. Yeah. Um, and so basically that's pretty much it. So what's next? I think that's kind of the big question. A lot of us are thinking, well, because also, you know, immediately when this happened, you know, we're saying that he's freed, but it's never that simple. Right. Correct. And so there's always a little bit of purgatory, which is why we were talking about this restrained elation that he probably has on top because prosecutors have 30 days to decide basically if they want to seek a new trial. Um, And Adnan was released to his home until then. He should certainly be sitting in jail if we're even, he's not, he's not on trial for anything right now. And he's not found guilty of anything right now. So um, 
I, I want to continue along these lines, but it's just, I'm also more curious for you. Like, do you think they're going to ask for a new trial against him? Or do you think they're going to seek a new trial with these supposed suspects, suspects, these two, these two supposed suspects as the people on trial? Well, so as a reminder, let's just clear this up for everyone yeah. who's listening. The prosecutors are the state of Maryland who originally convicted him. Remember, this is 23 right. so years they're ago. admitting that this was which fucked never up. happens. Never happens. The, this never occurs. They, this was a joint motion by the prosecution and the defense to release him. So this wasn't right. like right. This is one big. party. Yeah, the, the fact that the prosecution joined in on the defense to overturn this conviction is somewhat unheard of. You really don't hear Just about that. Mind yeah. blowing. Yes. Exactly. So this means that they will very likely not seek a new trial against Adnan. I mean, the prosecution wouldn't join in on a motion like this if they thought there was any chance at all that he was going to be guilty. They would not want him released from prison under those circumstances. So that being said, they have 30 days to make that decision. The right. uh, state's attorney didn't comment on that, by the way, in the press conference after Adnan was released. That being said, it would be a huge, ridiculous shock for them to sort of, you know, walk this back and try to seek a new trial. I mean, here's the thing. This because is Because I think they know they'd lose this They time. would know they'd lose it. There is no so evidence. Gonna, right. There's no evidence. And like specifically now, considering the fact that they're being so public about right. having these That's two other point. potential suspects. Yeah. Now they're just like... I highly doubt if they knew that he was guilty, they would even let him go free at this moment. Like they, like they wouldn't. Oh, hundred percent. That. So That's the whole. Point. They know right. that he's clearly. It would be hard to prove his involvement. That's what I was going to say. It's not even if if it's not even really about whether he did it or not, so to speak. It's that they literally have no evidence against him. Remember the first trial. We talked about this in the um, NMR that was exclusive for Patreon. So this might be yeah. repetitive for some of you. The first trial based his entire um, guilt around a timeline based on cell phone data that was not even supposed to be used in court. So now that they know that and they've removed the entire timeline, what does that leave them? There's no evidence. And this has been my plug, Darren, since day one right. of us going to CrimeCon and answering questions at our live shows and all this other stuff. I'm like, what can you point to even a DNA, a strand of DNA that connects him to anything? Well, no. and now, regardless of whether or not it's been admissible in court, Asia McLean has had a voice now and can come right. forward with all of the things. So it's not like we have yeah. social media now that we have ways to get to people. So if she's literally yeah. having this alibi for him. And then Christina Gutierrez, his lawyer, lawyer was too incompetent. Like who was also disbarred, that, by the way. Right. So all of died. that just it's it's like yeah. they knew that I think they were they were just up against the wall and they had to fucking yeah. admit their wrongdoing on this. And so, as I mentioned, they have 30 days. Yeah. There's two suspects. Right, John. So that's right. In case you missed it, State of Maryland did their own investigation into the case and found there were two suspects connected mm -hmm. to Heyman Lee. From the New York Times, it says this, quote, the prosecutor's investigation found that one of the two alternative suspects have been convicted of attacking a woman in her vehicle and oh. that one had been convicted of engaging in serial rape and oh. sexual assault. However, as we know, there are plenty of, not plenty of people, but like people do this and yes. like it doesn't necessarily play guilt, but Miss Mosby's office also disclosed that Miss Lee's car, Heyman Lee, mm -hmm. Heyman Lee's car had been found directly behind the house of one of the suspect's family members. Now, again, 
Does that imply direct guilt? No, but that is the definition of sus. Definition of sus. (laughs) Definition of sus. By the way, Miss Mosby is uh, Marilyn Mosby, who is the state's attorney, just to be clear there, because I I, uh, ripped this right out of the headline. Um, Not only that, but this information was not in the original trial. So what? That would have greatly changed, I would say, a juror's uh, understanding of this case, especially against um, Anon. I will say one of my favorite quotes from that New York Times article is this, um, quote, at this time, we will remove the shackles from Mr. Syed, Judge Finn declared after announcing her decision. And it's just, I am imagining Rabia, and I hope to God we get a chance to talk to her when everything, I'm sure she's so busy. But imagine being Rabia, who has been, you know, the very beginnings of this, sitting in that courtroom and hearing the judge, I'm like getting emotional. At this time, we will remove the shackles from Mr. Syed. I mean, that is, that's what she's been hoping to hear for all these years. Um, Back to the quote here. Moments later, Mr. Syed walked onto the courthouse steps, smiling as a crowd of supporters shouted and cheered. He gave a small wave and climbed into a waiting car without saying anything to reporters who pressed around him, end quote. Which is the smartest decision to make. For sure. Because Lord knows every eye is on you and everything you say. And like, uh, just again, just imagine. Yeah. The freedom of what that feels like. Fresh air alone. Like, let me say this. I actually drove out by the prison he was in for most of his incarceration just today. And I thought to myself, you know, and I imagined him leaving the prison when he was transferred to the other one downstate and thinking those are his only moments outside of this. Like driving in a car must feel weird. Um, Seeing mountains. I mean, the area where he's been he was held for so long very mountainous, very beautiful, I might add, you know, and he was only, you know, stuck inside for all these years. I mean, this is obvious, but I'm just saying the feeling like you're describing, Daring, of being able to walk out of the steps into a car and to go home to your family. I mean, incredible. Whatever Um, these next 30 days says, or whenever they hopefully decide not to. To drop his charges. To just drop it all and he can literally confidently say that he is a free right. man yeah no double jeopardy here once and for all <laughs> right, right when he knows for sure like yeah i can only you know if he, you, you know i i, I it just if he's innocent which i believe I him to be <laughs> i just can only imagine what that's gotta fucking feel like well not only that i mean i agree with you i think that he probably won't speak in these 30 days obviously he's gonna want to you know keep it quiet until the charges are formally dropped. And then honestly, probably catch up on life. You know, a lot has happened in the last 23 years. I'm sure the internet, Darren, as you said, has come out. I wonder if he's ever seen an iPhone, you know, things like that. You don't think about, um, let's move on a little bit here to another thing that I think is really important to talk about, because of course this is a big day for Adnan Syed. But when you think about Heyman Lee's killer or Heyman Lee's family and the fact that, this puts them back at square one in terms of justice for her. Now, you know, we, we've talked about this a little bit. Um, you know, this uh, we're assuming that the killer is walking free, Darren, uh, presumably. Right. I mean, it's also free. it's also presumably that they had already been walking free if, right. if Adnan is innocent. Um, but, yeah, I think what the family is thinking right now for Heyman Lee should certainly not go by the wayside of celebration right. for Adnan. I almost think those are two separate entities. And for kind of sure. Exist at the same time. And I also think it's really important for 
us to be aware that, you know, it, I'm not confident that they felt, and I don't, I don't know this to be true. I don't know that everyone in, of, of Heyman Lee's relatives felt that the case was over just because Adnan right. was, Adnan was behind bars. I don't know how bad or great they feel today either. So I don't want to like put that on them, but as of right now, Heyman Lee's case as a case in the court of law has not been solved. That's right. And so it's that's really yeah. what we're trying to say here. Um, and it's interesting because they're not naming the two suspects. Yeah. Uh, the state has not named the two suspects. But hopefully, I imagine, given the state at least doing this with the heavy amount of hopefully like research into finding out these two suspects are suspects for a reason, yeah. gives Haley's family <coughs> some sort of peace. Peace. Hopefully. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully. Excuse yeah. me, I had to cough. No, you're good. The other thing <laughs> here, me. too, is Hay's brother, um, who is apparently living in California at the moment, um, was able to zoom into the hearing today and you know he had a lot of a lot to say this was touching yeah it was touching and he had a lot to say I mean remember the state and the prosecution had sort of been with him all along being like no you're good no this is what happened and then sort of surprisingly they were like actually we reinvestigated this and we don't have the right person which has to be unsettling um he said specifically he made some comments that, you know, this isn't a podcast to him. This is real life. It's a 20 plus year nightmare that he's had to live through and his family has had to live through. And it's so true. I mean, although, you know, listen, it's not a podcast. No, but, you know, podcasting and true this true crime genre that we have all been a part of for many, many years at this point you know, in a sense, did play a role. We we can't discredit serial here. I mean, if it weren't for the broadcasting of this story on such a level, who knows if this would really be the same, you know, the same type of thing. Yeah, not to even compare it necessarily, I think, to another case. But, you know, I'd like to think as an overall thing that what we do is small or little, and not just mm-hmm. us, I just mean the true crime community itself, yeah, is yeah. for the better and not for right. the worse. But right. obviously there's places where, and even to some extent here, like, you know, people have their strong opinions about guilt and innocence mm-hmm. and their strong opinions about the case. And I'm reminded of Gabby Petito last summer where yeah. people yep. were already, you know, court of opinion, you know, Brian Laundry, fucking guilty murderer, this and that and the other thing. And granted, I think that was proven true, but this was even before it was adjudicated in the court of law. And in that yeah. way, I always think is pretty bad when we just kind of determine a person's life based on without the court of law. So yeah. I, I think here for her brother to be able to zoom in, to watch Adnan be set free, a guy who was convicted of killing his sister, to mm-hmm. say this, mm-hmm. I think just goes to show like... But also the beauty of humanity that he's like, I feel for Adnan. This has been a 20-year fucking nightmare for him if he's innocent. Like, that has to be, like, two lives were kind of lost that day. Yeah, and he even said, the brother was like, you know, I want you, I think he said something along the lines of like, you know, this was to the court or to the to the judge. Like, I, I, I want you to do the right thing. I want you to find the right person. So, Right. You know, I th- I don't think it was a is a hard and fast obvious conviction to that family either, but nonetheless, it's a band-aid ripped off again. So I'd be curious. I'm kind of wondering because now that they have come out publicly saying that Heyman Lee's car was found at one of the yeah. suspects' family, like 
Where was that not true eight years ago? Was that not true 12 years ago? Right. Was that not true 23 years ago? Like, I'm just very confused as to why all of a sudden they're like, oh, by the way, this car, Heyman Lee's car was right. at this suspect. Like, right. did the family know about that? And did they just assume that? At, like, what I'm just so confused about is like, I, obviously, we hope that 23 years later, DNA technology is better to get Heyman. Right. Lee's killer found, charged, and brought to justice, which is what we want. But I'm just kind of like, that has nothing to do with technology and everything to do with just pretty important information that would have, you think, been brought up at trial the first fucking time around. Well, that's true. And it's not clear to me, and I could be just misunderstanding the information and the motion, but um, Miss Mosby, who is the state's attorney, did reveal this information, but she didn't really say if it was old evidence that was part of the first trial that wasn't disclosed or if this was evidence that they had found in their reinvestigation it's really kind of unclear to me at least and apologies if that's clear to you guys listening but um nonetheless it just just feels frustrating and fascinating of just like yeah I, i would think that technology would help but it also seems like technology yeah. almost has nothing to do with this fucking case because it doesn't yeah. it, he, it's not even like they found a fucking fingerprint that they thought well was that's on, what you know like that's what's also interesting like. yeah and that's what has me very curious because they have these two suspects and it's like well how did they get to that suspect was it because of the family member that lives near the the thing the car was how it, long have they been tracking these people exactly what, uh, right and right. i have a hunch and i'm just going to put it out here now that i do think that dna is going to have something to do with this because if they have a suspect think. and they can get a dna a voluntary dna sample from him or her i guess we should say but i'm assuming it would be a him and um can match it and maybe they find uh dna evidence in the car or they can match it to D- i mean clear cuz remember Heyman Lee was found and she was sexually assaulted. So assuming they still have the DNA sample of that and they can match it in these DNA genotyping databases, which is how they got how they found the Golden State Killer and many, many, many other uh, killers in the last five to six years. Um, it, it seems like it, it it's going down that track. I don't want to make any assumptions. This is just me hoping for the best, honestly. But I think more as, as the weeks go on, you know, months go on, and I hope maybe they're close to maybe in f- finishing their reinvestigation. I can't imagine they would motion to free Adnan if they weren't close to finishing this investigation. Right. That, se- that seems you know? wild, too. Like, it's yeah. not like they're going to let him go free. Just right? for fun. No, out of nowhere. Just for fun. <laughs> and then wait three years to try and gather <laughs> right. evidence for right. this. Like, right. Because even though I agree that they should let Adnan go free, regardless, regardless. of what their, their information, they're not going to do that to the, I would think, they're not going to do that to the family twice now. Like, exactly. now you fucked up. Now you're going to let the guy go. Now you're going to wait. You're, like, they yeah. have to be close to mm-hmm. putting a button on this whole thing to at least walk away with dignity here. Right. They have to do this. Yeah, and it's it's unclear, it's not known to the public, like, where they are in the investigation, like we were saying, but... Um, we can only speculate. Yeah, we can only speculate at this point. Uh, by the way, I want to say, I would highly recommend checking out the Twitter thread of a man named Lee Sonderlin. He goes at, he goes by at Lee O. Sonderland, L-E-E-O. S-A-N-D-E-R-L-I-N. I'll link it in our show notes. It's He's not a Sanderlin? Sanderlin, Sonderlin, whichever it might be. 
I don't know him personally. All right. Um, He's a Baltimore Sun reporter uh, who was at the hearing and was tweeting in real time. He was one of the only people that was doing it. And he was doing it so efficiently. And you get a little more context about what went on in the hearing. For example, you know, Heyman Lee's brother, there was a whole little thing there where he wasn't he felt like he wasn't notified with enough time. He lives in California. So the judge was literally like, okay, well, go out in the hallway and call him and see if he wants to zoom in and talk to us today. And they recessed for 30 minutes. It ended up being like an hour. But it was like this big moment in the hearing where it was like, oh, we're going to have to wait and see what happens here. Because they were maybe going to postpone the hearing if the judge thought that Heyman Lee's family and brother needed more time to participate. I think what eventually happened was the judge was like, no, we've been doing virtual hearings for a couple years now because of COVID. Right. There's so been we enough can just time. Go on with this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, Sarah Koenig was also there. That's said. right. A serial tweeted today that Sarah Koenig was at the hearing and that they would be releasing a new episode tomorrow. That would be September 20th, uh, 2022. So I'm interested in hearing that. I mean, you know, by the way, we should mention Rabia. Oh, man. Hasn't really been such a big fan of the way Sarah Koenig and Serial. Um, commented on a lot of what has happened over the years. In fact, Rabia's uh, podcast, Undisclosed, <laughs> she goes into a lot of, you know, she doesn't hold back. And you don't expect that from Rabia if you know her personally, like Darren and I do. Um, and Darren, we should mention Rabia was an, a guest on your show, Betrayal with Darren Karp, if anyone wants to go and listen to that as well. She, yeah, she's yeah. obviously a smart woman. So with smart. A buck ton of conviction. Yeah. That was the reason. Yeah, this is happening. I, I the way I look at it, I was like, if it's if it weren't for Rabia being the snowflake that started the avalanche, Adnan could probably would probably still be in jail today with a very different outlook on whatever yep. the rest of his life was. And I think it's very tena- tenacious of her. And I can't imagine mm-hmm. that a person of color, right? And especially we didn't even talk about that color, yeah in the height of september 11th when all this shit was going down mm. and i know this because you know i grew up in a suburb of manhattan my girlfriend right. is a person of color who talked yep. about you know who's from an uh, uh um a middle eastern country mm-hmm. who talked a lot about the hatred that was going on around 9 11 i can only imagine doubling down and trying to advocate for this man and how much more effort it took yeah. let alone if it was yeah. just white people and that's hard too because i don't want to take that away as we know like an well, innocent course, person is but, an innocent person but like yeah. i can only imagine how much more of an effort she probably had to do to get people to pay attention yeah to 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 this kid yeah, and yeah, especially yeah, yeah. the way he looked and his name yeah. and just like good on her and good on the, and I rarely say this, <laughs> but good on the state department for <laughs> right, after right, right. fucking 23 goddamn fucking years Owning for recognizing yep. a wrong. That's and true. It's better do it now than never. Mm-hmm. And I could get on them for all the mistakes that they've made but I also want to acknowledge that they did the right thing today. Yeah, I love the way you put that writing or wrong. You know, that's exactly what sort of happened here. And again, it just goes back to what you've been saying and what I think both of us have been sadly aware of, shockingly aware of in the last several years as our true crime careers have grown is like there are just way too many wrongfully convicted people in our system. I'm. It's to a point where I think every single person incarcerated in this country should have their trials re-looked at at the very least. What, you know, what what problems could have happened that that are human error or or corrupt 
policemen or any of these things. You know, there's just so much more to look at on a macro level and, and a micro level, really. Yeah, and I think what bothers me not only with how many wrongfully convicted people are probably serving in jail, I think we imprison way too many people in this country. Exactly. Way more than any other country does, mm -hmm. given population. And I also think what also bothers me is that not enough people are upset about it. Like I right. am like to remind people that like, even with capital punishment and like, I get it. Everyone has their own reasons for their own feelings, but sometimes like the callousness of people not even like caring and just being like, well, they were, they shouldn't have been there in the first place. Don't you know, it's just kind started. of like yeah. I, the callousness of what people think about humanity sometimes. Like, especially our own citizens in this country, mm -hmm. like floors me. And I wish more people were like Robbie Achaudry, <laughs> who too. are smart enough and not like me, who just talks about this and maybe <laughs> donates some money and talks about it. Like she's actually on the fucking front lines and oh, doing yeah. this shit. So it's not even me. It's fucking people like her that actually care that these mm -hmm. people are just rotting and wasting their lives. And mm -hmm. our government has allowed that. That I love is that. just not okay. I love the way you put that. It's so true. Well, we'll round out this very uh, shocking, I would say exciting episode, Darren, with some listener yeah. reactions. A lot of you our start fans, first. Yeah, a lot you of start. our fans here in our Facebook group on Patreon have been messaging us. I know that even since it happened, like I've gotten three messages from people. I'm getting... I'm just Even checking more. <laughs> Instagram constantly being, they're like, absolutely incredible. Oh my God. Oh my yeah. God. When like, are you releasing the episode? Yeah. Um, I will say Amy in our Facebook group posted a link to the story and she wrote, we won hashtag free Adnan because that's another thing too. Let's not forget so many of us, you know, Darren previously before we had a career in this were quote unquote fans of this genre. We were supporters of the free Adnan movement. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I feel like a lot of us feel like this is a win for us who supported and championed him. And, and s even if it's just as simple as a prayer or as simple as a sending positive energy out there, we've all felt connected to this case one way or the other. So I'm with Amy on that. I think we've yeah. all won. I think justice has won in a sense. Um, and then Darren, there's yeah. another one as well. Monica in our Facebook group also wrote crying tears of joy. This makes me so happy for him and his family. And literally, I agree with you, Monica. And right as yeah. I opened up my Instagram, because I've been getting these DMs, like, because we're literally recording this, like, in real time as it's today. Right. Innocence Project on Instagram. Adnan Sayed's, Adnan Sayed's conviction overturned after 23 years. Key evidence suppressed. Breaking news. And just the fact that the Innocence Project is, is weighing like, in. I know. It's just doing this. It just yeah. all comes full circle for me. And, yeah. Um, you know, I just, I would love to be a fly on the wall of that house right now. <laughs> I know, I was and, thinking that too, yeah. But um, I'm just so excited for him, and I'm also excited to actually bring justice to Heyman Lee on Absolutely. both accords, no matter what that actually means. So oh, yep. this is really full circle, and I hope that more people want to get involved with things like this right now, yeah. or at least start caring about what we're doing to our citizens, because it's really important. Absolutely. Very well said, Darren. Well, guys, thanks for joining us on this very special emergency breaking news NMR episode that we've released several days earlier, quite frankly. Um, we needed will, to. Yeah, needed we needed to. to. We will be back on Sunday with a new episode, which, to be quite frankly, frank with you, we're about to record. So be excited for that. We're going to be a little yeah. excited. We're going to, I feel very motivated, Darren, to get to the episode. You know, like I feel a little bit of a buzz going with this episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel I, I just I feel a lot of emotions right now. Totally. Yeah. All right, guys, but, we'll uh, see you Sunday. 
Cheers, and we'll see you Sunday. Bye. <laughs>